Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, I'm here with Elizabeth Lavender, sci-fi fantasy author of the Sun Spears series. She's going to tell us all about her books and her awesome writing. So I can't wait to dive in. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, of course. The Sunsphere series. Do you want to just jump in and tell us all about it? Cool. Yeah, I will. Um, it is sci-fi fantasy, so it's got its um, its hands in both both sides. I couldn't decide which one, so I just I just had it in both. Um, but it has right now. It has three books out. I am currently writing the fourth one in the series. So the first one out is The Spinning of Deception. The second one is Deception's Hold. And the third one out is Shadowed Bonds. But our story opens up with two sun spear bearers. Um, the first one is named Dante. And the other one is named just the girl. Um, she does not get a name until the third book in the series. But that's not her real name. So as you keep going in the series, you'll find out why. Um, well, you'll get inklings of why. So... Um, you still will not get the full story until the actual last book in the series. Um, but anyway, so we open up with that. The um, girl in the series, she is trained as a Sunspear bearer, but she is done in secret because um, there are some issues with that. You'll find out that she has kind of a dysfunctional family um, that plays both sides of the, um, of the things. Um, so we also have Dante, and he is... Um, also fighting against the Dark Lord and his army, um, but his dad is fighting with the Dark Lord. So you find out as you continue through the series exactly why um, they're on opposite sides of the of things. Um, so the, that's where our story starts. They're fighting against this Dark Lord, Black Dragon, this huge threat. Um, and there is a, an event that has happened in the past that um, comes to light, the truth of what actually happened, and that's what pretty much springboards the rest of the events. Um, so once the truth of that has happened or found out, then that puts Dante on a task that he has to undertake, and um, so he has to undertake that task and it's a dangerous one. And the way he learns about that is from our girl. Um, she has a gift of visions and she makes that known to him. Um, but he still does not meet her ever. So he finds out about that. And so there's a lot going on in the series, um, but that, um, that event, has repercussions to what's going on at the present. And that task that he has to do is huge. Um, so that's all in the first book. And then the second book opens up with him um, having to go do that task. And also the girl 
and her companion or comrade are trying to find out what the Dark Lord is up to because there's something else going on. He's building something or he's up to something that um, spells total disaster on the whole galaxy. So they're working um, for the same thing, but they're working separately. And you're going to find out why they're having to do that. So Okay. And is it dual point of view or is it a third person point of view? Um, it's, it's third person, but so you're getting in both of their heads. Um, so, and then there's a lot of supporting cast there that, um, they both have teachers that are, um, it's kind of has a star Wars feel as far as that, the sci-fi part of it. Um, they both have, like I said, teachers that are guiding them and what they need to do. And sometimes, um, they're a little bit more um directed than what um the girl and dante appreciate but they get their point across so very cool so what is a sun sphere bear um the sun sphere is the weapon that they use it's a half spear half sword and as you get into the first book it'll um talk about what it actually looks like but it's basically like I said half uh, spear half sword it has a jewel in the middle of it and the reason it's called um, um, a sun spear is because the um, the light the the jewel in the middle catches the natural light um, that's outside so if it's the sun's out or the moon or something then it's um, it catches the light so. oh okay so they're sun spear bearers so they're yeah, they're, they bear the sun spirit. Oh, okay, so. they're soldiers. Okay, yeah, great. I just want to make sure I was hearing that right, and they weren't some kind of different kind of alien character that I wasn't uh, sure what we were talking about. And all of your characters human? Yes, yes. Okay, but some of them, like you said, just a girl has certain powers, perhaps. Um, she has gifts. Okay, so. So there's some other gifts, but um, they're not as, as you get into the story, you'll kind of pick up on those. What's interesting to me, do, does Dante know this girl, like before all of this, or he just, they just, but they don't, you said they don't meet either. They have right? a connection. There is a connection that starts to build as, as you get to this, um, as you get into the story, um, because through the visions that she's seeing, of his um of what's happened of this past event because the past event has to do with his family something that happened in his family so she when she sees the visions it's not just seeing she experiences everything that has to do with the vision so she finds that she builds quite a connection with him through and so that connection is going to be very important throughout the series. Um, and so the third book is actually, um, parts of it read differently. Um, it reads more um, in the category of a romance. I'll just say that um, just because, like I said, there is a, a connection that starts to build and he starts to feel a connection, but he doesn't know really what's going on with that just because he's told this person has these visions of his family and she seems these people seem to go out of their way to try to help his group and and um look out for him in a way so neat and but it's interesting to me that he would just trust her vision 
Like um, you trust that they were right. I mean, what if they weren't right? Well, there's um, one of the one of the visions that she gets in the first book um, about the event. Um, it reveals something else, and because of what she does to help him with that, there's no reason for him not to trust her. Oh, okay, interesting. So. Because the two, the titles of the first two books both have deception in there. So I'm guessing there's a lot of deception going on. Yes. And most of that deception has to do with um, our Dark Lord okay. and the reason why Dante's father is on the other side of it because of what he believes about that past event, like what happened, what he believes happened in that and what, and then the girl's vision of what actually did happen. So. Okay, and the name of the third book is Shadowed Bonds, so yes, yes. something that maybe we don't know or is in the shadows or secret, right? Yes, well, a lot of the third book is more about um, bonds that are being, that have already been created, kind of like what we're talking about, that the two Sunsphere bearers already have um, a bond that's being created, um, so that's a good bond. Um, but there's also some bonds that are being created um, because of things that have happened in the first and second book um, that because of some of the things that the Dark Lord can do and has done, um, that those are not good bonds. Um, but even um, the good bonds that are being created like between Dante and the girl, um, there's always a shadow over them um, because there's always the dark, the black dragon. There's always that threat um, so it's always shadowed um, because it could be broken at any point because of what they could do. Um, the other thing is the girl, as you get into her story, there's a reason why her identity can't be told. Um, she has, um, like I said, her family is dysfunctional, but um, you're going to find that her dad is not a nice person at all. And um, he does play both sides of it. And um, so she has a lot of internal battles and internal demons that she has to deal with. And so in book three, those really come full force battlefield. And um, so those that are inside really come out externally, like you can see them manifested outside. And uh -huh. so that's a lot of the shadowed part too, that even though there's this good bond that's being created. She's having to deal with this other that's threatening that too. So Very there's cool. a lot going on in book three, but it's got kind of a different feel to it in parts too, so. I always like a little romance, no wonder, no matter what genre I'm reading in, yes. I like to be a little bit of a love story. <laughs> yes. At least a little bit. <laughs> well, it's, book three like I said is more but the first first two books it's it's hinted so very cool and you said you're writing the fourth book is that the last book in the series or are there uh, more? it's probably going to take at least six books I'm just not sure how many more after that just I know how the last battle is going to go I know what that looks like um, I know events that are going to need to take place to get me there but as far as like how many books it's going to take and I'm not really sure but I know it's going to at least take me six but it may take more than that so that's exciting how did you come up with the premise or the idea for the series 
Well, it's, it's had a lot of influences, but it's one of those things that I had a, just a general idea in my head. And then as time has gone on, cause I've had this idea, like probably like 20 something years in my head, but it's just one of those things that once I had like the general idea, then more of it just started coming together and then it started filling in. So I find that the writing itself is not a problem because I've already got so much of it written in my head. So now when I start typing in, it's just literally from my head to the paper or to the keyboard. So, um, but it, I mean, it has some influence. Like I said, it does have a lot of Star Wars feel as far as the technology and the space and that kind of thing. Um, it has um, some in, um, like as far as fantasy, it's got some Tolkien, like just the battle scenes and the epic kind of feel. Um, when I was, my earliest fantasy thing was probably um, the uh, Alexander series, um, the Chronicles of Pyron. I love that series. So um, it's got some of that. Um, and then there's, um, I, I, you're gonna, people are probably not familiar with this, but on the sci-fi side, I used to love um, the series, the Buck Rogers series. Yeah. It's like yeah. an old one, mm -hmm. but um, so it has, um, it has a lot of different things from the sci-fi side too. Um, and I, I enjoy Star Trek too, the earlier ones with like Captain Kirk and Archer and stuff. I don't, I didn't really like the other ones as much just because the characters didn't seem as relatable. I guess I liked Captain Kirk just punching everybody and you know, <laughs> he just seemed more relatable just the way he was just so cocky and just, you know. Um, so so it, the sci-fi and the fantasy was pretty much there. Um, it's got also the whole, I like to do a lot of more internal battles and stuff. Um, and some of that is the counselor in me because I am a full-time counselor. So I do like to kind of mess around with their minds. And so I don't know what that says about me. But anyway. I, I, I see you going like this. <laughs> I know, I really do. When I'm, reading, when I'm doing some of the scenes with the villains and the Dark Lord where he's like messing around with their minds and stuff and trying to play with it, um, I really do do some of that, so sorry. Um, but so I really get into like messing with their minds a little bit and having them do those internal battles. And so a lot of that actually comes from, um, I enjoy Frank Peretti stuff and Ted Decker stuff. And they have a lot of like that supernatural, um, unseen kind of battlefield going in all their books. And so I really, I like to play with that a lot, that, that other battlefield that's always going on. So that, that's where that other influence, so. Well, I'm going to be rooting for your characters to find balance in their lives. <laughs> yes, they really need it because I put them through a lot of stuff. Like one of the questions I got from um, somebody was, do you have like a medical background? Because your characters are always getting <laughs> hurt. They're like, and it's like, no, I really don't. I just kind of, I make that part up as I go along. But yeah, I do put them through a lot. So 
you kind of have to. I mean, you have to like take them down into the mud before you can bring them out of the swamp, right? So you do. It wouldn't be a good book if they didn't have some turmoil and challenges in their lives. So yeah. Yeah, I had one of my friends too that she read. um, It was it would have been the first book, or maybe yeah, it was the first one, and she was like what you just gave me a heart attack I thought they were goners and I was like well that's not going to be the first time you think that so (laughs) (laughs) and she's like I don't know if I can keep reading you can't do this I was like sorry it's it is what it is so yeah I have to do research on medical stuff sometimes I'll be like oh what what's it like to have a crap or a collapsed lung I have no idea how long you have to heal from that so I'll have to look that up yeah yeah so yeah I I do some yeah they're you should feel a little sorry for him, but it's okay. Don't <laughs> yeah. And I totally get like how just the story just continues to grow in your brain. I woke up the other night and I was like, oh, I have an idea of how this person gets from this place to this place. And, exactly. and it's all up here and I can't write it yet. So yeah, it's frustrating. It is. It is. Cause I have that last battle scene all like planned out. I can, I can already see the die or hear the dialogue already see some of the scenes and I'm like okay I've got such a long way to go before I get there dang it <laughs> I know and some people are like why don't you just write it down right now and I'm like I don't know <laughs> I've never done that like I just keep it in my head and I keep it growing um something about putting it down on paper I don't I don't know some people tell me they write they skip around like they'll write the big battle scene and and I have done that a little bit or but it's more like I know where I want to go and then I have to figure out how to get them there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that too. So, okay. Very I cool. Get it. <laughs> so you talked about loving Tolkien. What are your other influences as far as books and authors you love? Um, those are probably the main ones. Now I do, I've always loved um, Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. That's one of my favorite all-time books. Um, I think I've seen it on stage like three times at least. So um, I, I read that back in 10th grade and it's it's stuck with me. Um, I just love the whole story of the, the way um, the sacrifice and the story the whole arc redemption arc with Jean Valjean so that that actually is a big influence on the books too that 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 um that whole storyline and then the other one is probably the Count of Monte Cristo um and I really like um Dante's that Edmund Dante's from that um just the way I don't know if you've read that one, but yeah, I have. I remember um, reading it. I love. I don't think I've read it since then, but yeah, I I read that one. I read that one in tenth grade too, but that one stayed with me. But I just love the way after he emerges from prison, the way he takes and he doles out his revenge. But he does it. He doesn't just you know just shoot them or something. He finds out all of their secrets and he literally shatters them. And then that's how he does his revenge. So, um, and then of course he realizes after he's done, he's like, I probably went too far, but it's kind of too late now. So sorry. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Can't undo it. So that one actually um, has a lot of influence on the books too, on whether for good or bad, um, because there is a lot of deception in the books. And I said the Dark Lord mainly, and it, it really is him. 
um, mainly, but there is deception in some other places um, just because, and for the other ones, it's more of a survival thing because they have to do it. Um, like the girl has to do it some um, and her mom has to do it some just to stay surviving in, in the environment they're put in. Um, the girl uses it later on because she can't reveal who she really is. So she finds herself having to go under um, in enemy lines to get information. Sometimes she has a, a cover as a shipping dealer to try to get information. So she finds herself in bars and stuff a lot, not just because that's where a lot of the information and the business takes place um, in the on the planets in this in this case. So um, she, yeah, she has to blend in. So um, there is deception in a lot of other places, but it's not always for bad. Sometimes it's for good. So there's shades of gray, right? <laughs> right. So, so I do a lot of that. Um, so that book, just the, the way he came back and, you know, he, he dismantled all of his enemies by using deception and so that it does have a place in my book so you're you're looking to me like a very dark mind and someone who can create those very dark mentally psychologically dark characters so I'm I seeing can. a lot of depth here which is I very can. cool yeah my husband he read the third well he's read all the books but he read a scene from the third book one of the characters I'd created that kind of gets inside um, my girl's head um, one of her manifestations of some of her demons in her head and he finished reading it and he was just like he looked at me and he said that was really disturbing Liz and I was like really and he's like uh, yeah, and I said, well, good, because it was supposed to be, so, <laughs> and he just kind of, it was late at night at that point, and he just looked at it, and he's like, I'm going to bed now, and it was just kind of, he's going to lock his door, right, like, please don't follow me, <laughs> maybe you should sleep out here tonight, and I'm like, well, your villains have to be villains, they, they have do. to be good, right. because if they're not, then they're not worth fighting, so, there you go, and so, you're, are you going to have backstories? I mean, it sounds like you have a lot of backstories for your villains. I do. Um, yeah, I do. And I have, um, and the, with the girl too, she's got, um, like, I don't tell who she is and what's going on with her, but there's always going to be things. There's going to be flashbacks and there's going to be things that are said that will always give you a clue. It's going to give you a clue of what's going on, but it won't make sense until the very end it's kind of like um I'm not sure if you've ever watched this movie or if um but the movie The Sixth Sense oh right yeah I love that movie. okay so yeah. it's kind of like that um because when I'm watching it and I don't know if you did this but I know I did it when I was watching I was like okay well I know what's going on I yeah okay he's he's this and you know the 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 psychologist he's like listening to him and da 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 and then you get to the end and that moment happens when you're like, oh, wow, like, I didn't know anything of what's going on because he was, yeah. 
So you remember that moment when you're like, and every they start replaying everything and you're like, oh, that's what was going on there. That's what was really, that's why he did this. And she ignored him. And so it all makes sense. So it's going to be kind of like that. Then when you go back and replay through it, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Like why everything, she did everything. And she said those things and yeah. So. That's very cool to be able to weave a story like that. So how long do we have to wait for all these books? Well, usually um, it's probably going to be at least a year between them simply because I work full time. And like today I'm actually off because our office is closed for MLK Day here. Um, but otherwise I would be at work and I have work eight to five. So, um, so normally I do all my writing in the evenings and on the weekends and um I only go to bed at like midnight on the weekdays and that's only because I know I have work the next day and I have kids to get to school <laughs> um but usually on the weekends I'm up till like three and four in the morning and I I know I'm like a night owl like I've been accused of being half vampire because I don't need sleep but um I sleep in the next day because I don't have to be at work or anything so um, because I think better, like I get, I work better at night and my storylines, I get inspiration. So I'm not sure once again, what that says about me that <laughs> it you know, my like story it's... comes together at one in the morning or two in the morning. <laughs> you can, I can tell you're very passionate about this and I can imagine your work is pretty stressful. So I can think that this helps you escape from that. Yes, it does. But I do enjoy my work. Um, like I said, I'm a counselor during the day, and so um, I enjoy working with um, my clients. So that part is not stressful. Of course, you know, every job there's going to be something you don't like about it. I I don't enjoy doing case monitorings and just sending out reports. Those are parts of my job that I don't enjoy, but because it doesn't involve interacting with my clients so but the rest of it I, 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 I enjoy my job but yeah when I do come home I'm ready to I'm spent like I want to go to another another realm because I'm like okay I've had enough of that but usually I'm going from one laptop to another because you know but it is what it is so but yeah that's how I started writing too it's like after my I put my kids to bed I started doing that to entertain myself so yeah yeah so but that is a thing um usually it does take me a, at least a year simply because um just the time factor and it's not just the writing when you're self-published you have to do everything like it's you have to do the writing you have to do any marketing for the other books and newsletters and stuff and all that is on you so all that gets done in those that limited amount of time so like I just finished um, doing a book review for a book I just finished for somebody else so um, because I've learned I mean I always knew how valuable those book reviews were but like as an author I've realized how valuable those book reviews are so wanted to make sure that I did that um, once I finished that book for somebody else so yeah, well, I'm sure your readers appreciate all that you do. This is my favorite question to ask authors. What do you want your readers to experience?
experience when they're reading your book? Oh, wow. Um, I think it's pretty much the call of every author. Um, I want them to have an amazing read. I want them to be able to escape from their world for a little while and come into my world. Um, and I want them to fall in love with my characters and my world and my storyline as much as I have. I want the characters to become living and breathing. Um, I want them to living and breathing to them, not just characters on the page. I want the, the characters fight to become their fight. I want them to get um, into it. Like I want them to be um, sad for my characters and shattered when my characters are shattered. And um, I mean, even irritated with them if they need to like, um, so whatever it might be, you know, I want them to be ready to put a sun spear through that villain, just like Dante or the girl are, you know, um, I want them to be ready to fight for them, just like I am when I'm reading through. Um, I think that's, that's what every author wants. They want, um, I want them to be captured by the story and be pulled in. Um, yeah, that's, you know, I think that's what every author wants. I can say I'm already pulled in. I love doing these podcasts, but the only problem is that almost every person I talk to, I'm like, oh, I have to buy the book. <laughs> and I go buy their book like right afterwards. And I'm like, okay, my reading list is like growing by the second. But it's I know. Awesome. I totally get that. The, the last book I just read um, was third in a series. And I told the author, I was like, I, I can't pick your book up because I know if I pick it up, then I'll just read through it. And right now I need to get some writing done. So I can't like have you derail my stuff again, like my schedule. And then I read like a chapter and then, and then I read another. And <laughs> I, I sat down and I ended up finishing it because once I get into a book, it's, it's all over. I'm pulled in. And so I finished it and and I did get some writing done because I've made myself do some writing first before I started in on it. But I read the second one. I was like, I need to find out what happens next. So, so yeah, so she, it derailed my, my schedule. So, but it's okay. Cause I finished it and, but there's only one more book left in her series. So what, it, what author is that? Um, it is Cully Mack. Very cool. I'll have to contact her. You'll have to give her me me her contact information anyway I will it sounds like I'm the same kind of reader and I think most people that read are yeah get sucked in and are up till two or three o'clock in the morning and then yes yes I've done that plenty of times tell my listeners where they can find your book um I am on Amazon um and I think you're going to be posting the links hopefully. yes I will be posting okay. yeah it's your website kind of link um, okay. but yeah, um, I'm on Amazon. Um, I also have a website and it's actually pretty easy to, to do. Um, it's elizabethlavender.net. I tried to make it easy. Um, so all of my stuff is on there. Um, it's got all my links as far as to my books, to all of my social media, cause I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that fun stuff. Um, so, but my webpage has 
really everything because it has um, how to sign up for my newsletters and on my newsletters I keep up it's got um, I do those only monthly so if you sign up you're not going to get like things like every week or something from me I just do them once a month um, that's why it takes me almost a whole weekend to do them so um, but it's got um, like any giveaways that I'm doing um, it also has um, drawn a blank um, like I said I only do them once a month so um, <laughs> it has um, it also has like basically where I'm at as far as how what progress I've made on the current book or something it has a section with just like funny memes and stuff like um, and then it has a section of like an author's perspective so in that not only does it tell you kind of where I'm at on the book it also I try to bridge something from my world to the sun spirit world um, so it's not not anything like worldwide but just something that's happened in my world that um, that I think connects with the sun sphere world um, because what I find is a lot of the things that we have happen in our world like personally um, it's it's really um, it's akin to what the battles that we see in the sun sphere world because we think about okay they're trying to save the galaxy well a lot of our battles don't have they're not trying to save a galaxy or something but they're internal battles or little battles that we do deal with every day kind of like what the girl has to deal with um so because a lot of her battles have to do with things that she's told that they're not true about herself they're not um and so those are things that we battle every day whether it's at work that we're told something that's not true you know that makes us feel bad or something at home you know that happened or something funny that our kids do that it's like we put it in perspective like that was really cool so, um, so I try to do something like that, that, um, that encourages people to just keep, keep on. Um, so that's, that's one section of it. Um, the other section, I try to do something. Oh, I do two book recommends. That's the other section. Um, and that's a huge section. I, I always read at least two books um, a month in my genre. Um, and so I do a book recommend and with that I have the review of the book and um, that information on how to get that book and then um, the last section is I do a get to know somebody in the sun sphere so um, yeah so usually I'll do something I was doing like a point of view thing from somebody in the sun sphere like kind of like they were having a conversation with you and then the next um, next newsletter I was revealing who it was so it was kind of like you tried to guess mm -hmm. um and I've gotten all those people so now um I've been doing like a quote from one of the books and then you try to figure out who it was and then the next newsletter I'll reveal who it is so um so just something fun to try to get you to learn like a little bit more about the characters and what they're about so that sounds super awesome. I love that you put those nuggets in there about the books, but then also yeah. about how you could relate it to your real life. And yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, so that's my newsletter. Um, but if you go on my webpage, it has a um, place to sign up for that. So that's the best way to keep up with just like currently what's what's going on month to month on progress on the book. 
Um, but I always keep my news, um, my website up to date on like what giveaways and that kind of thing. Um, but um, the website also has um, the giveaways, but it also has a section where it has a short bio about Dante and the girl. So those are the only two that I put on there. Um, so it kind of, like I said, it has a picture of what kind of what we would imagine Dante and the girl looking like. So, um, but it has kind of a short, like they were talking to you kind of what okay. goes through their mind. Um, what else does it have on it? Oh, and it has a complete listing of the three books that are on now, how to get to them. Um, the blurb for them, so covers. So pretty much the website is the best way to get to everything else. Sounds like you have an amazing universe built here. So I think all our listeners will be like tapping away on our That's computer. Fine. I'm going to tap away on my computer right after this. So thank you. Oh, thank you again for being here, Elizabeth, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Tricia Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.